This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Nelson, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. deep. Diving deep into all things Texas. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome. Welcome to Utopia. Um, John, no Texans game to really sink our teeth into this week. Three and three. Nice record for the Texans, I think, based on expectations so far this year. Nick Casario met with the media earlier today. Um, we're recording this uh, shortly after lunchtime on Tuesday. Um, you were at Nick Casario's press conference, John, uh, and for the festivities? I was. What were the big things? That, what were the big? I didn't get to see it. I had a lunch, John, so you tell me. This is the first I'm hearing. What were the big takeaways from Nick Casario six weeks into the 2023 season? First of all, there were no, there was no negativity, no negative questions. I didn't even ask him about the running game. Uh, I'm writing a column for SportsRadio610.com on him and D'Amico Ryan's and how he had to learn D'Amico's talent evaluation skills. So when D'Amico made recommendations, he would trust him, and it's worked pretty well considering the free agents and the draft and how well they're doing right now. And he wouldn't give any credit to the three and three record to himself. He talked about D'Amico, assistant coaches, players. And I said, well, what about the general manager who has final say on personnel? But he just wouldn't give himself any credit. And that's part of uh, his charm, I guess you could say. But uh, he spread around enough love. But he's quick to say, hey, just three and three. You know, you got a bye week, got a lot of self-scouting. Then they move on to Panthers. And uh, he was asked a lot about, about himself and a lot about D'Amico and why the team is doing as well as it is under D'Amico, what's impressed him. And then, of course, you can imagine, got a lot of questions about C.J. Stroud and how well he's doing. And the first thing he talked about was poise. And I think that's one of the things that impresses everybody is poise, whether it's when starting on the first series or when he's had a little adversity, he never changes. He doesn't let it affect him. And uh, somebody asked him if, uh, if <laughs> I would never have asked this, if at this six, ga- six games, if anything that he does 
reminds me of Tom Brady because he oh, was there God. for the first Brady's first season, and the fact that uh, Brady has become kind of a mentor uh, for C.J. Stroud because they were set up. What's the guy's name? Oh, uh, uh, Ruben, Michael the, Michael Rubin, the Fanatics.com yeah. founder. Yeah, he's had them together a couple of times, and. And and Stroud says he listens to Brady. That's smart. He should listen to Brady. But it would have been unfair for Casario to compare. Number one, you couldn't compare Brady's first six games to Stroud's because Brady didn't play in 2000. And uh, so he kind of shied away from that. But he did talk about the things he liked about Stroud. And as usual, Nick talked a lot. Didn't say much, but there were enough nuggets out of there to come up with two or three column ideas. Okay, good. Well, that's good. And I, and you know, John, I would say that, um, you know, and I think even Nick would say this too, and D'Amico, that the hope is that they get to a time with this franchise that if they're three and three at this juncture in the season, that there are negative questions, you know, that the expectations have changed, that three and three is not good enough at this time of year. Three and three is exceeding most everybody's expectations at this point, at this juncture in the season. And the schedule looks, you know, relatively speaking, looks very manageable the rest of the way. Um, so, uh, did anybody ask any questions about, uh, Derek Stingley Jr. and his hamstring? No, no, he's not going okay, to. Well, then that, that, he that wouldn't tell all... anybody anything about injuries. No, that, that's fine. I'm, it's not even about Nick answering the question. It's about the fact that everybody was ready to fire Nick after Derek Stingley Jr.'s hamstring <laughs> went bulky again. And that was when they were 0-2. And now they're three and one in their last four games and nobody gives a rip about Derek Stingley Jr.'s hamstring or whether Nick is here for a month, a year or a decade from now. You know, like they're all like winning. Winning is the deodorant that cures everything, John. Like the, Derek Stingley Jr.'s hamstring was going to be the end of this franchise and the 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 sledgehammer on Nick Casario's career as a GM. And now here we are four weeks later and all the people that are at the gates with their pitchforks and torches have all backed down because C.J. Stroud's amazing at football and Will Anderson's really good and this rookie class looks amazing and D'Amico Ryans is an awesome hire and all these things. Like, they're not going to get them all right. I wish they'd got those two first-round picks right in 2022. Who knows? Maybe they, maybe Stingley and Kenyon Green both pull the, the plane out of the nosedive here and they become great players. I just think it's funny how how this, the, the, this, this one thing that was driving is Nick Casario going to get fired talk somehow gets cured by the fact that they're winning a bunch of fun. I'm glad that's the case. I don't think Nick should get fired myself. I, you know, I like, I think Nick, Nick's had a few he'd like back. I think Nick's done a lot of good things. Um, I just think it's the, the dynamic is very funny to me that all of a sudden you're winning games. So now you have a chance to talk to the GM of the team and nobody's bringing up this hamstring that was going to end Nick Casario's GM career a month ago. Yeah. I don't think, you know, the fact is they're they're winning despite a lot of injuries to a lot of key players, including Stingley, and he's eligible to come back for the Carolina game. It'll be interesting to see if he does because they could use him when he's healthy, but the key is, is he going to be hurt every year for the rest of his career? Is Kenyon Green going to be hurt every year for the rest of his career? Because right now the first round of that draft was a total waste, but at least Stingley has a chance to come back and prove that he can do it. Every game – on the schedule, just about every game is winnable, but every game is just could be losing is losable too. That's yeah, where they are right now, being mediocre three three record. But everybody's fired up about it, and they should be. It's fun to go back to NRG Stadium every day and and feel the energy that uh, permeates through the building. No doubt, no no doubt about it. it. This is really fun to have 
to have good football back. Absolutely. It is. And with a likable bunch, I mean, it's a really, it's a very likable team, you know, from head coach to the, to the, to the roster, you know, to the players. Um, it's, it's fun to root for these guys. No doubt this, about that. This is a sad day. As Landry Locker pointed out to me on in the loop today, mm-hmm. it is the one year anniversary of Jack used to be being fired. Yeah. So we should probably hang our heads in a okay. moment okay. of silence for Jack because once he once he was fired, you talk about pulling the pulling the plane out of the nosedive. It slowly started to go up again, to ascend, and uh, it's been going up ever since. <laughs> John, let me ask you this: A year later, does the Jack Easterby era look more weird, less weird, or the same amount of weird for you? Now that we're a year removed from it, and actually gotten to watch this team operate like a normal football team for an off season and the beginning of a regular season. Now, uh, does it feel in looking back at it now, does it feel like, uh, you know, like for me, it feels like a fever dream. Like I can't even believe that ever happened those three years or four years or whatever it was. I think three years, three and a half years. Is it more weird, less weird, same weird for you? It is, uh, the weirdest, uh, era during the franchise's history. And because I remember when he came in April of 2019, everybody was all fired up in the organization. We got Jack Easterby. And I'm like, who's Jack Easterby? He's been with the Patriots. He's won Super Bowl rings. And everybody was so fired. And as soon as as soon as he got in there, the body started falling, beginning wow. with Brian Gain and then Chris Olson. And then to think that he was the interim general manager after Bill O'Brien was fired and the enemies that he made and it's a good thing that Nick Casario didn't listen to him on personnel decisions or no telling where they'd have been right now and uh, but uh, it's uh, it's it's amazing the, when you think about that it's kind of a fog to think of what they were in and they somehow found their way out thanks to the McNair family yeah do it since yeah, yeah. I mean, not just found their way out, but may have stumbled into a great young head coach and a great young quarterback too. Like came out, came out on the other end, like Andy Dufresne coming out the other end of that pipe on Shawshank. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, Demico Ryan's and Nick Casario scrubbing that boat together on the beaches of Watanao and hugging each other on the beach at the end of the movie. That's what this is. 